Listen, if you ignore the calling, the universe is going to just hit you in the face. It's going to go from a tap to a hit on the face. So whichever you'd prefer. (laughs) It's going, exactly. It's like, it's going from the triangle, like ding, ding, to like a full smack of the gong, like boom. On the face, pain, you're bleeding, crying. What the hell? Welcome back to Self-Centered with me, Calypso, the show that empowers you to create a life that feels aligned, alive and yours. I'm a self-discovery coach and every single week I'm here in your ears to help you feel more clear and confident about your next step in life. These conversations are going to open your mind, challenge social norms and show you how beautiful life can be when you give yourself permission to put yourself at the centre. Today I'm joined by the fabulous Kyra Matthews. Kyra is a mindset and manifestation coach who helps creatives create unshakable confidence so that they can achieve their goals in 90 days. She's also the host of her own podcast, No Room for Doubt, make sure you have a listen, and the founder of the Future Self 90 Day Journal. Kyra is also just one of the most beautiful humans that I've ever met. She lights up every single room, every single room that she walks into. She's got so much knowledge about life, about manifestation, and also just about how to step into your future self, how to be the person that you want to be. And I'm also lucky enough to call her a friend. So welcome to the podcast, Kyra. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I'm, I mean, we literally are constantly having these deep live chats. So I'm excited to, you know, have them here and let the world listen. So I've told the people, people listening, what you do, but I'd love to start off by asking you, what do you love? Because not every day just career accolades, right? Like I want to hear, I want the people to know you in the way that I've got to know you over the past few months. So yeah, tell, tell us, what do you love? Do you know what? That's so mad. so mad that you started this conversation like this because I'm like, wait, what do I love? I don't know. Like, it's weird because when I think about my journey to becoming a coach, I feel like my whole life led me up to this point. Like, I feel so much energy for what I do. I feel... I guess entwined in it, but in the best possible way. Like, where I'm just like, I feel like I'm developing this bucket of knowledge for all the people like I'm a philosopher of life and manifestation she is. who the hell am I to say that but here I am saying it so for you to be like well what do you love I'm like mm. I read in my spare time obscure books about psychology and mindset and habit formation I like to read academic papers on how kids become traumatized how we become fight fighters in our lives how we become submissive in our lives I spend my time going to Reiki healing sessions chatting to you going roller skating drinking cocktails alcoholic and (laughs) non-alcoholic I love dancing I love Beyonce so yeah, I can say that's me. <laughs> I love, basically you live and breathe what you do. I, when, yeah. to be fair, I'm sat on this side asking this question. Whenever I get this, asked this question, I'm like, oof, how do I separate the work from the play? 
I'm like very rarely speechless. And I have to say like that, I was literally looking behind me like, she told somebody else, like, what the hell? <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's true. When, you, when you're in alignment with what you do, it kind of bleeds out into all areas of your life. But oh. she's a fun time gal. I can vouch for that. She's not all work, yeah. no play. No, I'm joking. I love that you, I want more roller skating videos. I feel like I, we need some like, you know, those ones where you're dancing and maybe you've got like a floaty skirt yes. on and you're like, mm, mm, mm. Yes, it's coming. So basically, um, everyone who kind of is in my space already will know that last year I had like a pause from life because of my mental health. And when you are going through like a mental health little blip, um, as most humans will do at some point in their lifetime, the things that you really love to do, they get pushed to the side because you're just trying to get through day by day. And roller skating was one of those things that just got pushed to the side. So literally this weekend, I washed my like arm pads and everything because they were at the bottom of a cupboard. And I was like, if there's a spider in this bag, I will die. So I put it in the washing machine and I've just dried it. I'm waiting for the like rain to dry on the ground and then the videos will be here. They'll be coming. I'm like the manifestation, roller skating, spinning queen is me. I love it. I can't <laughs> wait to be a witness. I was saying before we hopped on and started recording, maybe I'll join you. I've yes, got some skates. Yes. <laughs> maybe this maybe is actually not a podcast about anything else other than a call out for anyone who wants to join a roller skating gang. Please do. <laughs> and Clipso is going to be in London. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah. Gonna be in London in a few months. It's happening, basically. Also, I just want to before we get into it, I want to set the tone of how we actually met and started talking because I feel like it epitomizes who you are. Like when I introduced you, I said you were one of the most bold humans I've ever met. Your handle is at Kyra the Bold. And I feel like people need to pick up on this this the way that you approach life, people conversations, because it gets you places and it brings beautiful things. I'm saying beautiful things into your life and I'm talking about me. (laughs) It brings really beautiful things into your life. So can we just say I was on Instagram one day scrolling as you do. I got a DM. Kyra had DM me. And what did the DM say? My DM was like, hey, I think you're really cool. Like, I think I mentioned that I'd seen you around, but I think we should just hang out. Like, would you be up for it? And Lips was like, yeah, I'm free this weekend. I was like, okay, cool. I've just bought my train ticket to Brighton. I love it. I love it. Do you know what it is? I feel like I'm such a, I'm kind of the kind of person that I like to do things. I like spontaneity, but sometimes I need the push and the reminder from other Mm. people that you can just go for it. I feel like I'm good at going for things in my business life, but when it comes to personal friendships, I'll be like, they look nice. I'm sure they'd be fun to hang out with. So if you're listening to this and there is somebody that you have been stalking on the ground because you think you'd be good mates or you're a bit like, oh, be more Kyra, DM them right now and see if they're free. We hung out that weekend and I literally was like, we're going to be best friends. I know it. That's it. We're best friends now. And we've been voice noting pretty much every day since. So take that. Go Go and DM the person that you are wanting to spend time with right now. Absolutely. Like, I couldn't agree more. Um, Two things, actually hundreds of things I want to say on this, but you and I were just at a dinner last week with Elizabeth Stiles and we were telling Elizabeth this story of how we met and Elizabeth was like, yeah, Kyra, I think you did the same to me. And I absolutely did. Like, I just messaged her being like, hey, I think you're really awesome. Let's hang out. 
And it's really interesting because we started this podcast saying how I feel so intertwined with my work. When I was in secondary school, I loved school and I loved studying. I just have one of these brains where I love learning about things. And I love science. I love maths. I love history. So the work that I do now in terms of the manifestation coaching, I'm just so fascinated by energetics, coaching. I'm fascinated by my clients. Like I'm just a huge thinker. I love thinking. But what I used to do when I was in school is school used to be and like studying for my exams, it used to be my safe space because at home growing up, like my home life was pretty chaotic. And so school used to be like my safe space and human relationships with other people. This is going to sound really weird because if you see me on Instagram, you're going to be like, no way, this is Kyra. But I used to be really afraid of other people. I used to have social anxiety. I used to think that I was really lame. I worked in fashion and I felt like I wasn't the coolest person. Um, let me just pause, stop this light because it's flashing. Um, I wasn't the coolest person. I didn't have all the cool brands. I came from a working class background. I just felt so lame. Um, where am I going with this? Okay, so now in present day, I could just work and work and work because I genuinely love what I do. Um, so I have to really remind myself that like there's more elements of me and my personal life in terms of my friends. That's why I feel like I'm getting out of my comfort zone, right? Like you can put me on stage in front of hundreds of people, directors, mark heads of marketing, whatever. I could talk and like present and you have the time of your life personal interpersonal relationships allowing myself to be loved allowing myself to be supported and cared for getting intimate with someone sharing my history and myself that's where I'm really like having to come out my comfort zone so definitely my relationship with you has been that I have to remind myself like hey like you know go speak to the humans go like do something else outside of working I love it and actually I want to I would love for you to tell a little bit share a little bit more about that journey from young Kyra who maybe was feeling like disconnected from who she was unconfident in the things that you wanted to do school was your safe place maybe home wasn't so lovely to being in a place where one yes you're on stage you're helping people change their lives you are able to stand up and share your truth and DM people cold DM people that that are like you think are cool because I bet you that actually people would find that equally as scary as standing up on oh, stage how yeah. tell me a little bit more about that journey and I know that we've had so many synchronicities in our life but less yeah. less I'd love for you to share a bit about your journey from young Kyra who maybe was feeling unsure about where life was going school was a safe place to where you are now yeah, it feels literally like night and day. And sometimes I have a little cry because I'm like, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Um, but I grew up in Walthamstow, um, which is northeast London. And when I was growing up here in Walthamstow, it wasn't cool. Like now when you say like Walthamstow, everyone's like, oh, my friend just bought a house here. I know someone who has a store there. And it's like now it's cool. Um, but when I was growing up, it wasn't cool. I'm the oldest of three free kids I'm an Aries um and I was really introduced to manifestation when I was about 13 I was gifted a copy of The Secret and I read that book and I was like that's kind of interesting but I wasn't quite sold because I was very much like well if this manifestation stuff is real because it talks about gratitude and visualization I was like then why do I live in Walthamstow? Like, why does my life live look like this? And why does the adult who gave me this book, why is their life like this sort of thing? Like, I just had all these questions that didn't make sense. 
And I decided that I was going to run an experiment. I, like I said, I was really into science and maths. I loved things that I could see and that were predictable. Um, and like I said, my school was really important to me. So I was like, I'm going to manifest like a bunch of A stars. And what I did is I wrote the grade that I wanted on all of my exam papers. So anytime anyone marked an exam from me, from me, from the ages of 14 to about 16, they would receive it with my name on the front and an A star, like the grade that I wanted. Oh, that <laughs> is so good. I have Literally. never heard that. I did not know that you did that. Everyone take notes for your future children if you have them or if you've yes. got them already. That is stop. That is iconic. Carry on. Sorry, I'm just literally. And I, so you know, you used to do mock exams in the UK. You do mock exams in the classroom, so it would be like your teacher collecting the exams. I remember doing one, um, doing writing an A star one exam, and the teacher was like, "That was a bit presumptuous." And then when she came round and gave us those test results, what did I have? A big fat A star in the green pen. I was like, "Don't even, don't even." <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good yeah and so when I got to results day I had already visualized it I was already grateful for the results practicing all of these things got to results day I didn't get any a stars I got like six a's two b's and a c but it was close enough for me to be like this works this what there's something here also our Um, results were like the same this I feel like we need to keep going on this journey of calling out the manifest the the synchronicities because I think Kyra and I were like split at birth and lived the same parallel lives (gasps) literally but so good how did it feel when you but still you got those results you you I don't want to stop you I'm still on this wave keep going so I got those results it felt really amazing and then I was like okay this manifestation works I got into the college that I wanted to go into, which was the Fashion Retail Academy, which is down there, Oxford Street. Did you go there as well? (laughs) (laughs) How do we not know this? I feel like that's so mad. You must have just been in the year above me. Yeah, I don't know. This is wild. Yeah, maybe. I was there. Anyway, we we don't need to bore the rest of this. We'll come back. back. We'll come back. Um, And then I wanted to go to Central St. Martins, which is one of like the best art schools in the world. And I applied twice and I used the same manifestation principles that I used with um, my GCSEs, but I actually got rejected twice. And it was so, it was such a knock to my self-esteem and my sense of self that I went to another arts university, but I carried that shame of not getting into Central Mm. St. Martins for ages. And I kind of put manifestation away. I was like, it's not real. And I really got into social politics, class systems, all those kind of things, as you do when you're at uni um, and you're around lots of like free thinkers. Um, And when I left university, I was really political and I was really angry at the world. I was angry about where I had come from. I was angry that I felt like I didn't have a lot of opportunities at the time. And I completely put manifestation to the side. And essentially, to cut a long story short, I started working in fashion styling and I was doing all of these amazing jobs. And I was working with Days Magazine, Paul Smith, all these incredible brands. But then something was missing. I felt really sort of low inside. And then I went back. I was like, oh, what is the missing thing? And so then I went back to me as a 15 year old reading The Secret and doing the manifestation. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the thing that I've been missing. And I brought that into my life and I brought that into my creative world. And then here we are today 
things are just so far now I feel like people work with me for me to for me to be me like they work with me for me to be myself is that Mm. what I'm trying to say yeah and I and I remember hearing somebody say that on a podcast like four or five years ago and I was like what does she say what do you mean you get paid to be yourself that's not a real thing and like I've totally switched that so that's essentially how I've got here and obviously I've taken lots of risks I've done a lot of things that most people don't want to do and won't do and that's totally fine but I just feel like one day I'm gonna die and one day people won't know my name so I'm here to like live out my life the best way that I think that should be done shots fired powerful I can like every time I'm with you and every time you speak whether it's seeing your content online or you lead a workshop or just the voice notes we have in whatsapp your passion for what you do is Mm. so evident like it almost oozes out of you like there's this complete alignment and conviction and you spoke about this process of manifestation and how it worked for you when you were at at school and then you were moving it into college and then you revisited it after being in the fashion industry for a while there is so much like jargon out there about manifestation right there are so many different different concepts and ideas of how to manifest and it's something that I get asked quite a lot people are like how did you manifest that like how did you bring that thing into your life so For those that are listening that have got something that they're wanting to bring into their life right now, or they have an idea of where they want their life to go, but they're maybe right now feeling in that same place that you were in, disconnected from the realm of possibilities and maybe stuck Mm -hmm. in the confinements of this is what I can do with the things that I have. How do you actually get something that you want? How do you actually manifest? What is your process for stepping into the future self? Because I know that that's something you talk about a lot. Yeah, I love that question. The first thing I want to say is that if you're wanting to manifest like a quick £100, you're wanting to manifest something really like small and random, I'm probably not your girl. My The work that I do for myself and with my clients is manifestations that are all about alignment with who you are, who you were born to be and what you came to this planet to do. So it's all about this long term vision. And it's about things unfolding that are the best for you, like that are going to serve you to the highest level, but also serve everybody who comes into contact with you um I will never forget a client who said to me like at the end of us working together she said I'm so thankful that you answered your calling because essentially that is what we're doing I'm teaching people how to answer their calling and when you leap the man of um the universe universe sort of catches you and supports you so with that in mind I like to think of a future self and the future self could be you in 30 days it could be you in one year it could be you in 10 years or an undisclosed timeline for example my larger fourth future self she has this incredible penthouse in London this open space my friends are always around I have a dog and a cat and um At this moment in my vision, like Netflix have just emailed me about doing a Netflix special and life is fantastic. I'm selling books all over um, the world. And so what that does is it gives me this sort of North Star guidance. What 
what was the thing for me is that when I was working in um, fashion, I felt like I was being led by what other people wanted and what other people were telling me to do. Like the industry was telling me how much I should charge. The industry was telling me what was cool and what I should care about and how long we work. The industry were like setting my boundaries and it wasn't in alignment for me. And so when you have a future self of where you want to go, like maybe for you, um, it's traveling around the world or like being in Spain for six months and then like Australia for the other six months or like whatever that vision is you just want to get really clear about what that looks like in your mind um I always tell my clients if it's not safe to dream in your mind you're going to really struggle to birth that thing out into the world the definition of manifestation that I like to use is the is that it's the process of taking an idea in your mind and turn it in, turning it into a lived reality. So what you have to get into the practice of is practice living that experience in your mind. One very tangible way that I like to do this, and I think you do something similar, is I like to go on a manifestation walk. I love to take a crystal, I leave my phone at home, I leave my headphones at home, and I literally just spend 10, 20 minutes walking around this very beautiful park thinking about my manifestation as if it's happened right now. Like, what are people saying to me? How do I feel? What am I saying? Um, There's something that I'm manifesting at the moment and I'm imagining myself like walking on stage. I've got this thing in my hand and people are celebrating. What you're doing is you're training your brain to experience the manifestation as as if it's active for you right now. Then when you go into your normal life, your daily life, what will happen is that your subconscious will be primed to seek out opportunities and nudges that will bring that thing to you. So you'll see something on Instagram, someone will put a call out for something, or you might be attracted to a certain person or attracted to go to this certain type of event. And you'll go and you'll just meet someone who's like, oh, yeah, like, I work for Netflix. How are you? And it will feel like magic. But what has happened is you've primed your brain. You've put out this signal to the universe to say, hey, yeah, I want that. And then you've aligned in order to bring that thing into fruition. Mm. So powerful. Like I got shivers when at the start you were saying there's somebody who you're meant to be. And it's something that I share with my clients a lot too. Like as a self-discovery coach, you we're all here for a reason. And I think we can feel lost. We can feel disconnected. And we can have these dreams that feel so far away, right? And it can feel like it's impossible. And actually, I love that. You're like, if you can start to visualize it in your mind, you're changing your neural pathways in your brain, right? Like your brain is so hardwired one way that has been saying that that's too much, too far, too big, not possible, that you're autopilot going there when you step into situations, right? You're not even nudging the door open, let alone swinging it open to that person at Netflix who is going to have that opportunity that laid out on the table for you. But when you can start to believe that that is possible for yourself by visualizing it, by being there, you open that door and you're like, hi, this is this is what I'm looking out for. And I just I'm so freaking with you. Like we're we have this calling, like, why are we here? Like, why are we here on this thing floating in the middle of space where there is so much beauty and so much destruction? Like you're, we're here for a reason. And mm. that alight that alignment and that peace and also that passion comes when you allow yourself to be there. And I, yeah. I I love the way that you spoke about that. I love the way that you just bring so much 
possibility into what people feel is impossible. Yeah. I want to add one more thing to that because I remember when I picked back up The Secret when after I had graduated university, I was reading through it. And like you said, there's so much jargon. And I was like, what does like attract like mean? Like I basically, when you go on my page, I don't use a lot of these sort of like, I don't use the word alignment. I don't really use words like like attract like because I spent so much time trying to figure out like what the hell does that mean and how Mm. can I apply it to myself? But I saw this really good TikTok that was talking about concept of reality and why some people find it harder to believe that amazing things can happen for them. And so I'm going to try and explain this in the most simplistic way. But when I saw this TikTok, I literally had to put my phone down. I had to journal on it and like I chewed on it for days. So um, hopefully you'll be able to follow. This guy was basically saying how reality is subjective. Reality doesn't exist. Essentially, we're walking around having thoughts about what we're seeing externally and that is creating our experience of reality. Now, when two people get together to have a relationship, they create like this reality together and it's what they know, it's what they feel comfortable, what they're used to, what their backgrounds, their culture, whatever. When a child is born, they get born into their parents' reality. Like they don't have a choice of like, can we like live in Australia or England? Like you don't have a choice. Like whatever your parents are comfortable with, you then get comfortable. And so what that means is that if you've come from a childhood that's similar to mine, that didn't have loads of money, you didn't see people running very successful businesses and traveling across the world, it's going to be very tempting to think that it's not possible for you simply because you haven't seen it, because it hasn't been in your reality. What we have to separate is the idea that what our parents gave us as their reality, we have to separate that from the idea of being the limit of everything. And so you were just given to this family. If you were given to another family, you'd have another experience of reality. And if you can sort of get on with that, the idea that, okay, this, like, if they just picked you up from the hospital, like, you'd have this reality, but if somebody else picked you up, you'd have a different reality. What it allows you to do is it allows you to be less emotionally connected to the things that are happening in your life now. So when I picked up The Secret, like, I had credit card debt and an overdrawn card and all of these things. And I had all of these circumstances in my life that created sadness, created frustration. I felt like a failure. And when you start playing with this idea that actually I can create something else, and maybe that starts at like 10 minutes a day of just like visualizing, you start to experiment with how you can change the things in your actual reality and bring something new to life. Like you have a lot more patience. You're a lot more open to seeing things. You start seeing little um, gratitudes, pieces of gratitude and it's so interesting like this month of April like we're not even done with April but so far like my business has done like five or six k which is super fun for me and I started that process of like attracting money started me picking up pennies and being like I'm so grateful I just found a penny on the floor like I don't really pick up pennies anymore but that's where it started and I think sometimes when you're starting a practice like manifestation you 
maybe it's useful for you to go straight to like the thousands. But for me, I didn't have the energetic capacity to hold that much money. So I had to start finding the places where I could be grateful and where I could hold that energetic capacity. And then I allowed that to grow as my confidence grew and as my business grew and all those sort of things. So hopefully that's just like a little mind shift to help shift things so good like so so good I think giving the example as well everything comes from our childhood right it all comes from when we're kids and then how do you start to shift away from that because until you get that awareness that you spoke of that awareness that everything is thought actually like does reality exist I always talk about it in in terms of having a pair of glasses right we've all got a pair of glasses on and our prescription in our glasses is different depending on the lives that we've lived and we're seeing the world through the prescription but actually there's no real thing like everyone has glasses on and Mm -hmm. we're always going to have different lenses and filters put in front of our eyes that change the way that we see things and when you start to notice what those lenses are you can start to change them and it's not about correcting and making making it better or worse it's just about understanding what might be blurring what you're seeing what might be blurring the opportunity what might be blurring the truth and I want to kind of break down some of those steps because you mentioned some things I think were really important and really helpful for somebody that is wanting to shift from a place of maybe seeing the world with limited blinkers on keeping themselves small whether it be financially whether it be in their business whether it be in their relationships you spoke about having the awareness of of your beliefs and you you started to speak about gratitude do you have like a sequence or an order or something that people can roll through or follow to help them shift from being in uh, in a spot where they maybe are feeling consumed by their beliefs and unsure about how to un- unpick them and and bring the future that they want into their into their now that's so interesting i have to digest this first i would say um, if you go on to the link in my bio on Instagram, I have something called Showstopper. And if you sign up to that, you get added to my mailing list and Showstopper inside that there's a workshop called How to Be Bold. I would first start there because it's like a 60 minute workshop that takes you through my whole process step by step. I created that video like two years ago. I still go through it now and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was thinking that. So I would first start there if you want a really tangible way to do this. Wait, what was the question again? No, you're good. It was, I was just asking the process that you move through to get to the place of detaching from the beliefs that have been holding you back. You spoke about gratitude, awareness and having awareness that you know, you were born into your family's beliefs. And so they were the ones you had gratitude and actually like picking up the pennies before you moving, moving on to the thousands, if that feels good for you so that you can kind of prove to yourself. Yeah. Any advice that you would give to somebody who's wanting to free themselves of the beliefs, but is not quite sure how. Okay. So it depends where you are. I think at the beginning of my journey, when I was picking up pennies, like I just had the kind of brain where I didn't feel like good things could happen to me. And I didn't feel like things couldn't come about without hustle. And I couldn't believe in things that I couldn't see just because of the way that life had played out for me and my conditioning. I felt very disconnected from the idea that something could just come into my life. 
And so in that place, I would say you start small. Like I would go into Tesco's, pay for my shopping, and then I'd say arigato money, which arigato in Japanese. I hope I'm probably pronouncing that really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like feel free to reach out and correct me. But arigato means thank you. And I think there is some history around that word where um, there are some traditions, which I don't want to say just in case I get them wrong, but about how when you are thankful for being able to spend money, like you create more money. Um, And I don't really do that now because my beliefs are a lot different now. Now I do believe that things are possible. But definitely at the beginning, I was doing things like writing down gratitude lists. I was journaling. Um, This was way before I created the 90 day journal. Um, I was reading a lot and I was just trying different things. But what I would say now, like now that I know that all I need to do is shift my thoughts, feelings and actions in order to create a new result. What happens is there'll be like a destination that I want to go to, like something I want to do or reach. And I allow that idea to just start germinating in my mind. And when I'm going through the germination process, what that means is that I'm just allowing the idea to formulate. It's like chilling at the back of my mind. I'm not anxious to rush anything. I'm just like, I'm almost selling myself on the reason why I want to do that thing. Like, for example, before I published the journal, I was like, hmm, like, I want to do this product, I want to do this thing. And I just got so clear on why I want to do this, why I want to commit to this. So many people have ideas and they try and sell somebody else before they are completely 100% sold on it. That is always going to limit what you're able to create. Because if that first person doesn't agree with you, then you feel kind of shit. You don't know if you should do the thing. And then you're just kind of stuck. So I always sell myself on like, do I want to go on this journey? Do I want to do this thing? Um, And in the germination process, I'm also like doing manifestation warts and I'm just like chewing on it. And then once I'm pretty sure that, okay, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to take action, I get really clear about where I want my life to be at the end of that place. And if my life was in that place, what would I be thinking? What would I be feeling? And what actions would I be taking? Versus what am I thinking and feeling right now? So in my business, I want, like, one of my current goals is to create a six-figure business. And I did this the other day. I was like, what are the thoughts, feelings, and actions I'm taking right now? And what would I be doing when I'm at um, six figures? And then you're going to have two lists. One that's probably going to feel kind of like crap, because one's going to be, like, filled with doubt and fear. And one that's going to be like, I got this. I can do this. I'm amazing. I know what I'm doing. Whatever. I know how to run a business or whatever. And you're also going to have like a gap in between. You're going to fill this space between the negative thoughts, that list of where you are now and where you want to be. Now, what you do is it's your job to close the gap between those those thoughts and the beliefs. You, I don't need the 100K to come before I step into that version. What my job is, is to practice being that version now and trusting that as long as I do that, as long as I nail down the thoughts, feelings and actions of what my future self will do, then I will turn that into a reality. And I've done that with smaller things or getting my business up to now. It's a process that I teach inside of my program, my one-on-one coaching program, Stuck to Unstoppable. And I've seen so many incredible things happen. And so that 100K business is the thing that I am working on now. And that's essentially, I'm closing the gap. I love that. Close the gap. It's like, there's so 
the, the thing that I want to lean into and speak about is the action, because I think that's the bit that so many people, when they're wanting to manifest something, don't do. And I think also that's just what's widely spoken about, isn't it? It's like, think about what you want and it will just come to you. Imagine it, dream it, visualize it, and it will land on your on your lap. And I think that crazy stuff like that definitely can happen. But most yeah. of the time, some action has been taken at some point. To, yeah. to get you there and even if it hasn't been a real obvious recent action that's been taken there will have been some action along your journey in from thinking about that thing to getting it that you would have to take like the a, an example of something for me recently was I've been booked for Glastonbury to be a coach there which is yeah. insane still getting over it still can't believe it but it's happened right never get over it I don't think I'll ever get over it it's still gonna be something that I'm it's gonna be a grandkid's like well you're granny yeah, <laughs> literally talking about it every time yeah I'm not letting it go everyone's in a chokehold me talking about the fact that I'm booked for Glasgow get used to it you've probably heard this on the podcast already once now expect to hear it again <laughs> it's big we're talking about it right yeah. but for me there, it was something that I knew from last year I wanted. I thought about it. I imagined it. I made some playful TikToks about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, Glastonbury, I'm going to be there. I want to be doing my thing. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then I, but I, but I was doing the things between last year when I thought about it to this year that would make me the kind of person that Glastonbury would want to book to have at their festival. And so that was the closing the gap for me. It was like, okay, so if somebody's going to book me for the the best, most known festival in the world, what, who do I have to be? What do I need to be doing? What evidence do I need to create for them to see that I'm that person? And that was the closing the gap. And the action that I had to take, and mine was more towards the end. It was like, I really want this to happen. I'm thinking about it. There was relentless, like, I was like, I'm knocking on all of the doors because I actually now truly believe that I need to be there for many reasons. And I, I will go into this probably in, in another conversation where I won't steal the whole hour, <laughs> right? For many reasons, I, 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 I was grounded in the belief, not that I, it was something that would be nice, that was like, I need to be there. Like it's yeah. it's actually a given. It's important that I'm there. It's really, really important. Yeah. Action, 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 action. The things that felt so scary, the things that made me think, bring up all of the beliefs about maybe I'm too much. Maybe, maybe this is going to be, you know, intense. Maybe they're going to not want to speak to me again if I, if I send another message, but actually it was what was, I knew was needed and it, it was what I was being pushed towards. And it was what future me, who is now, who is she, who is here, yeah. would have done to make sure that she was in the place that made it happen so action like how important oh. is action so important but I do want to caveat this by saying I think it's interesting right because I know you will see this as well and you will probably feel this so I just have the kind of personally personality where I am such a hustler I have a lot of energy like I just have like I feel like I have more energy than most to do things. And where I got stuck for a while is that I was taking action, but I didn't have the belief. You Ooh, need both. Yes. Need both. Yes. Such but you a can't good point. Belief and not the action. Yeah. Manifestation is all of it wrapped in one. The, the, yes. you, have, you have to wildly believe that like this is this is what I'm here to do and it's gonna happen. And let me do something about it and not just lay on the sofa and be like, when are you coming? Yeah. So I basically watched you go through that process with Glasgow. I didn't know all of like the intricates of every email and message, but I watched you go through that process. 
And this is why I say that germination process is so key and why it's important to manifest things that you feel are like part of your, like when they write a story of your life, like these are the kind of things that they will say that you did and what you helped create. Because what is going to happen is that you're going to try things, you're going to someone, you're going to say something to someone once. And you have to remember, you're trying to birth a vision that probably doesn't exist in the world, the way that you're going to do it. So you're asking that person to see something that only you really can see. And it's unlikely that the first person you ask is going to be like, yeah, this is something no one has ever done before. That sounds like a great fucking idea. They're going to be like, no, we've never done it that way, blah, blah, blah. You in that moment, you need to use that as an opportunity to build your belief, like ground your belief, try again, try again, and try again. When I think about um, the things that I've been able to do in my business, like for example, um, I'm going to go back to the Future Self Journal because I like a really tangible um, outcome, but I was really proud that I sold out that launch. And on Instagram, all you just see is that the journal was sold out. What people miss is how much I did, like how much thought work and how much belief work and how much visualization I did to believe that I could do that. And the actions, the posts that got five likes, and me keeping showing up, the emails that had like 10 unsubscribes, and me sending another email again, the questions that I didn't have the answer to, I've never published a product before, I've never published a book, who am I to do this, I didn't know where to go, I ha- I literally called so many pub- like printers, so many people, can you help me do this, no, can you help me do this, no, duh, duh, duh. it's gonna cost you 10,000 pounds, okay, that's a no from me, there was so <laughs> many obstacles that nobody saw the only reason why you're going to be able to do something like that is because you have the belief and it's like the belief and the action when they get married it is pure magic yes oh and I think that point about not like asking somebody else asking another person for their advice people always say you're like the closest five people that you're around it's quite likely that if you are wanting to manifest a future version of yourself that is different from where you are now you're it's probably quite different from the people that you've been surrounding yourself with if it feels scary if it feels out there it's because it's bigger bigger than who you're with so to ask the people who you have been spending time with as this current version of yourself not that there's any problem with the current version of yourself but if you have a dream to to change and to grow or to whatever asking those people the the likelihood is you're going to get an answer that isn't supportive of where you're going right so you can you can ask them it's probably going to hold you back even further and I remember listening to a podcast years ago that was like ask advice from people that have already done it so whether it is have somebody that's had a really successful romantic relationship their relationship is thriving they're really happy they've maybe been together for x amount of years if you're looking for a relationship advice go to them rather than your mate who broke up with her boyfriend four times last year and is still not sure whether they want to be with them it's just not going to be helpful for you to ask them for advice same in your business and career I mean that's why you have coaches or other people but it's true it doesn't have to be a coach it could be a mentor of a different kind it could be a teacher but if you if you are going to ask for advice, even if, if you get to that point, yes, one, you want to be solid in the belief yourself. But if you do, 
because you probably will at some point ask for somebody their opinion make sure that it's somebody that has one either already taken that step or two has a belief that is expansive and is going to support you and encourage you when I reflect back and I think about my own self-discovery journey and deciding that I didn't want to be in fashion anymore and that I wanted to take a jump into at the point at, at that time no idea just knew I needed to quit I wasn't going to call my dad and be like hi dad um I'm just wondering I'm just wondering if you think it would be a good idea for me to quit my job that is earning me a really really solid wage that I'm growing in that I'm getting like good promotions that I'm traveling for that I'm literally just thriving in because I just don't feel like it's it anymore and I feel like I've got this deep calling to do something more profound I wouldn't ask him that because he's going to be like you know he moved here when he was 14 safety security bless him he's actually just retired and I'm so happy he's he's so happy for him but you know his beliefs are that stability security having a a paid job something that is going to keep you safe something that is going to build towards your future in a way that he was raised to believe was important is important for me they they were the that was the belief box that I was brought up in and so really sit and take a breath and think before you ask for any advice when you are expanding into the freaking depths of who you know you're meant to be it's easy to be run off course by somebody that you trust for other reasons but that might not get where you're going next it's so true and you have to remember like this is what the skill of a coach is like Mm. you have to remember that when you tell someone your goals no matter what it is it triggers something them it could be positive or negative but if somebody feels like unconsciously they can't do that like for whatever reason or it would bring up fear for them they are going to project that fear onto you the job of a coach is to create a container where I'm not projecting my fears onto you or my doubts I'm listening to what you're saying what you're wanting And I'm creating that really fertile space where I can hold that vision for you and we can actually build it together. I remember when I decided I wanted to be a coach. So I worked in fashion styling with all these great brands. I had a partner at the time and my partner was like, what? That's so gross. That's so lame. Like, you want to be a, what is that? And to be fair, I had the same thoughts because I had this nudge to be a coach. And I was like, coaches they're kind of lame they're not cool they're like really old like you have this sometimes you want to do something and you want to do it different to how it mm-hmm. looks I'm like I don't want to talk about alignment and I'm not white and I don't live in Bali like how am I gonna like do this and so he was like ill that's gross blah 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 and I am actually really grateful that he wasn't on board because then I had a decision to make am I just gonna like fawn and like be like okay you know you're right like I'm not gonna do it or am I gonna stand in my power and that's why I really built my confidence I think that a lot of people want confidence and want personal power and they want success and they want opportunities but they don't want to have to risk anything they don't want to have to risk being wrong they don't want to experience conflict in their relationships and in their friendships they don't want to break away from who they've been and what they've known they want to manifest all the greatness but just in their life as it is without changing anything that Mm. is not what I'm here for if you're going to go to the next level of your future self you have to be prepared to let everything go like are you willing to risk what you've created right now for what you want in the future (sighs) 
it's so true change is something that people have so much resistance to because you don't know what's on the other side and you've got to have that trust that whatever is on the other side even though you can't see it if it's calling you loud enough it's for you and you're gonna love it like listen if you ignore the calling the universe is gonna just hit you in the face it's gonna go from a tap to a hit on the face so whichever you would prefer (laughs) <laughs> it's going exactly it's like it's going from the triangle like ding yeah. ding to like a full smack of the gong like boom the face, pain you're bleeding crying what the hell like i'm saying this from experience like i just genuinely feel like there's things that we have to do like we are born to do things and i don't mean that in a religious like fate way like like, because I really struggle with, like, fate or, like, that things are, like, predetermined by mm-hmm. something that we ourselves. I don't mean it like that. I just mean that we all have these unique life experiences. We all have these passions and talents. Like, I'm good at things that, you know, my flatmate won't be good at and my flatmate is good at things that I'm not good at. And I'm just, like, you can either live a life that society has said is good which that's great if you're a white, skinny man and you're straight. Mm-hmm. If you're not, it's going to suck for you. Or you can go out and create something else, something that is designed for you based on your life experience, based on what you love. It's likely that there's other people that are going to be really grateful that you did the thing, that you said yes, that you took a leap. But we can't connect to those people until we take that leap first. Yes. Let's t- I want to talk about religion for a second because you okay. touched on something there and the two of us have had these chats and I think that there may be people listening that might find this really useful and helpful and you okay. kind of touched on there the fact that you don't think that we are predestined to be something in the way that maybe the Christian church tells us to yeah. be. I grew up in a very Christian household. Kyra, I think you did too, right? Yeah. And well, it was I know, like my gran was very religious and she got was you. very close to the family. Yeah. Got you. And mine was my mum and uh yeah, it was very, very um my it was very spiritual Christianity, still it is. My mum's still really uh into Jesus. <laughs> That's the way that I always like to describe it. And I know that on my own journey with manifestation, with spirituality, with stepping into the world of personal development, I had resistance first because there were lots of synchronicities, similarities to the way that I had been told you get to heaven when you're a Christian. And I had decided to step away from Christianity when I was in my late teens. It fell off. This was actually even before I realized that I was queer, not that that's the only reason that I don't believe that anymore. But I went on this big journey of resisting I'm going to call it modern day spirituality in inverted commas, just to put it under an umbrella. Um, and I remember really clearly going to a like Kirtan event with my girlfriend where we were singing mantras and we were learning about different ways to connect with the divine source, whatever. And then also I'd been to different workshops where they were talking about manifesting. And I was like, I remember sitting there and being like, this kind of just sounds like praying and I've done that before and yeah, it works, Mm. but I don't believe in the Bible. And I had this like aversion and this resistance to doing spiritual things because it triggered the hell out of me. And I almost was like, I don't want to be brainwashed. I don't want to be brainwashed by anybody else. Like I want this to be my way. And almost this like feeling like I needed to control what was coming next for me that I think probably for a while 
disconnected me from my truth which is like I am God, you are God, we are God. We can use the power that is out there in the world, the vibrational frequencies that exist with our own internal power to bring the things that we want into our lives. But I'm, I'm curious in case you had a similar experience and also for anybody that's listening that maybe grew up in a religious household that they've stepped away from but finds limiting beliefs in their path that came from upbringing in a religious environment. Do you have like another like full day? (laughs) (laughs) There is so much to unpack and I feel like I'm still unpacking it. I know that you and I have had a giggle because I talk about like masturbation and Mm. how that came so late in the day for me because I think I was told that if you masturbate, like sex is so wrong. If you masturbate, like God is going to come and strike you down. And I remember the first time I did it being like, oh my God, like, am I going to die right now? Like, um, there's so many things. And then when you come into some spiritual circles, they talk a lot about God. They talk about a lot about life source. There are all these terms that are very similar to mm. religious terms, like words like atonement and words like the way they think about forgiveness and the way they think about giving like in religion and in Christianity, like giving to the church is like a huge thing. And for a while it felt really icky to me because I was like, I don't want to just, just like you, I was like, I don't want to just like leave, decide to not be Christian and just like join some other spiritual cult or whatever. I was like, that was not the look for me. And so I really had to like, I say this to my clients all the time, you have to build your own relationship with the universe in your own language. And this is why I like running experiments. Like you have to take that and run an experiment to decide what is true for you. I hate the idea that there is some human out there that knows like more about the universe than I do. And I don't mean that like because I know everything, but I just mean like we're all humans. The universe is this unknowing thing. How can a human really know that, oh, the universe is going to be mad at you if you do that or like whatever. Like I just, I'm not down for that. I'm not down for the idea that there's this like, that a priest is more holier than you, than you being a human and that- you know, you were born in sin. Like, I I don't want to say um, too much about my personal beliefs. And this is not to say that I don't have a huge respect for religion. Like my, like I said, my grandmother, very religious. And I love seeing the way that she practices, but so much of it didn't feel like me. It just felt like something was being said to me. And I had no choice about any of it. Like, this is how we do things. Like, I had a real problem with the idea that um, in the religion that my grand practices that women aren't allowed to wear trousers and that men are like the head of the household and that the woman is always behind the man like I had a real issue of that and I couldn't reconcile it at all and I also have an issue with how they think about gay marriage and anything that isn't heterosexual and I it was really scary for me to be like, okay, I'm going to be a manifestation coach. Like I definitely had to build my own relationship with the universe. Like I don't follow any gurus. I don't follow anyone who claims to know the universe better than anyone else. I just hate that kind of stuff. 
all I know is the experiences that I've had. Like when I've leaned into the universe, this is what's happened. When I've leaned into fear and I've moved forward from fear, this is what happened. Like I'm doing these little experiments to say like, ah, when I really am passionate about something, things really happen naturally. Like Mm. I... Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like I just a million, um, yeah, like that, like whole guru vibes for sure. I um have just finished reading. I'm gonna say actually, it is the best book that I've ever read. Okay, and of this well, you haven't obviously... read mine, so okay. <laughs> exactly, I said that I've ever read so far to date. Okay. Um, and I think it because it just spoke to so much of my experience in life, and it, I just felt so seen. And it was, um. Oh my god! Have I forgotten the title? Uh, uh, um, the best book you've ever read, everybody. The best book I've ever read, and I can't. Oh my god! I literally have been chatting about this non-stop. Glennon Doyle, oh, un, untamed, un, untamed. I was like unearthed, untethered, <laughs> untamed. Which, it could be called any of those titles. Exactly. Have you read it? I listened to the audiobook. Okay. And I think I got through halfway. So it's for you, really it wasn't good. it wasn't the best book of your day. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. It was, I think, to the point where I got to, it was really good. Like I, yeah, there were so many things that I loved about it. But no, tell me why. I think. well, there were so many things, but one of the things that she voiced, which I just felt so seen in, like it felt like my experience, it felt like I was writing it. She was speaking about your God is your knowing. Like she calls it the knowing with a capital K and a capital T, the knowing of this feeling inside of you that is God. And how can anybody, anything that is outside of you claim to be God when you have this deep knowing inside of you of what's right and wrong? Yeah. She shares her experience experiences as trying to, you know, live out life as a heterosexual woman in yeah. Christianity and how actually it was when she trusted her inner knowing about who she was that her life started to open up in this beautiful way. And I think that that really encapsulates it for me. There are so much, there are so many crossovers that I actually believe are really accurate or true in Christianity and others in other religions, but there are just parts that I know that in my inner knowing that I know is God mm. d- doesn't sit right. And was, I mean, we don't want to get political and we could go down this rabbit hole forever, but, you know, has been written by a man who was straight and white, however many thousands of years ago. Like, it's just a no for me. Like, it's just a no. And actually, I know where God is. I know who God is. I can feel her inside of me. Mm -hmm. And I will trust that till the day I die. And, and. I'd love to actually just explore. I know for me, there are different things that I do to be able to connect with that truth, that spiritual place, God, whatever you want to call it, that help me manifest too. I know that when I'm in a place of feeling aligned and just that power, you know, sometimes you just mm-hmm. sit and you feel power or you sing. I know that we also have a, a love for listening to gospel music, even though we don't care about Jesus Christ, yeah. but we'd be singing about Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> because it was m- my childhood and it brings me joy and it makes me feel powerful and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things. Are there any things that you do to connect with yourself that help you get into that place where you know your manifestations be zooming in quicker? I know you mentioned a manifestation walk. I have something similar, but yeah, anything that anyone else also listening might be able to explore or do that help them get to that kind of energetic space as well. One thing I think that you're touching on about this knowing is that it's going to be sort of a different recipe for every different person and lifestyle. 
So everything I'm saying, I'm saying this because I've tried it, I've tested it in my life and it works for me. So I love, we started this conversation talking about roller skating. Like if I do any sort of like fun physical activity, I also play netball as well. I love going to the gym. Like I get so many like insane ideas when I go to the gym and insane downloads. Like when I'm moving my body in a way that's outside this, I need to lose weight or I need to get 10,000 steps when I'm moving my body just for joy. There's something about the endorphins that makes it feel really easy for me to like step into that belief. Like it, I think that's just scientific somewhere. There should be some <laughs> somewhere that just says that is factual for everybody. Um, but then I also have other practices. I'm a massive d- journaler. Like I'm a huge extrovert, but the time that I spend alone is so important to me um understanding what I think about things really getting curious like why do I think that why do I believe that is that something that I really want to think about myself um so at the moment I'm doing a lot of work like personally go like doing work on like my family and my family of origin story and all of that and processing that so journaling is massively important to me um I practice I do this thing where I practice journaling towards a goal, which is like day in the life journaling of me being my future self, exploring and like teasing out like my limiting beliefs. So there are things like that that I really love to do. Um, And I will also say that I love to do things like, I know you just hosted your retreat with Nat. So I love events like that, like where you're doing movement and there's sound healing and there's like workshops and things like there's so many incredible practitioners like teaching these incredible modalities and able to do these incredible things. Um, so, yeah, I just love connecting with that whenever I can, like tarot readers I am just, yeah, there's just so many incredible people. I think like if you can get to like a workshop where you're outside or you're doing yoga or sound healing or Reiki, anything like that, do it. Good Good soup. (laughs) Eat it all up. I'm with you. Amazing. Well, thank you. I feel like there has been so much amazing knowledge that you've shared with everyone listening today. I feel like they've got some of your beautiful energy just from hearing them in your ears or seeing you on their screens. We like to end every episode with the final three, three questions that are going to help people learn how they can be more self-centered and also hear how you are. Mm. Let me just get into them. First question. What is the most positive self-centered thing you've ever done and how has it changed your life? Whoa. (laughs) What is the most positive self-centered thing I've ever done and how has it changed my life? I would have to say... We've been talking about religion, but I would have to say my relationship with money and really owning that for myself. Growing up in a religious household, there was lots of messaging, not directly from like the adults around me, but like within the like the religious structures. I got the message that money was bad and that if you wanted to create money, it was very sinful. Then I went and worked in the fashion industry and I was a freelancer in the fashion industry. And there is this similar but different, same but different, that like you're meant to work for free. You should be grateful to be here. Like if you want money, then it means you don't really want to be here. And like you're not hustling enough, all that kind of stuff. 
women are socialized to not care about money. Like our dream should be about raising kids, buying houses and getting married. Like marriage should be the thing that as a 28 year old, I should be caring the most about. I should be thinking about when I'm going to have kids and all that kind of stuff. And I had to like let go of all of that and just step into like, actually, I want to make a shit ton of money. And I want to do that in a way that's good for the people that I care about. That's good for the earth. And like just gives back to society. I don't want to be shy about it. I don't want to hide. I don't want to hide behind a relationship. I don't want to pretend that I want to have kids. um, Because I don't at the moment right now. I don't want to care about all of that. Like sometimes I get so inspired that I'm there like on a Sunday morning. Like writing an email. Just because I've got an idea and I'm like oh this. And I feel like. I've even said like I want to make a lot of money to some women in business and they're like ill like shying away from that and I feel like putting myself in circles with people who are as ambitious as me women who want have an important message to share and they want to share it across the world women who I am endlessly inspired by you are one of those women but like we're in a friendship we're really lucky we have a like a group of people that we know mutually that are like very ambitious and just willing to put themselves out there making the decisions to be in those rooms and have those conversations and just really allowing anyone who didn't fit with that vision to fall away like when parts of me like I wanted to drag them with me I wanted to take them with me I wanted to like make it fit and force it together but it didn't fit and so I feel like really owning who I'm wanting and knowing that the fact that I want it means that it also wants me. That is probably the most self-centered thing and most positive thing that I've done. And so when I get messages from clients saying to me, like, thank you so much for stepping into your calling because you've helped me so much. That's how I know that I made the right decision. Yes. Take notes, everybody. Take <laughs> notes. Okay. Question number two in the final three. What's something you want that you've never said out loud? I've never said the Netflix special out loud. I've been visualising that for a while. Actually, no, I did say it on my Instagram story the other day. Um, I always say that I want my penthouse. Um, Maybe you're the queen of saying things out loud because you know it's part of the process. <laughs> this this, this question is because I'm like, people be holding on to. I said something to you, didn't I? Not long ago, we were in the car and I was like, there's something that I want and I've not been saying it out loud because I'm scared about what people are going to think if I say it. And then I just said it to you and I'm like, oh, I feel so much lighter now I've said that. And I know that I'm making it more possible and actually loads of weird stuff's been coming my way since I said that. So I'm just curious if there's something that is in that future version of you that you want that you've not quite said out loud or whether you've said it all? I think this is such a good question. It's the kind of question, because obviously I run a podcast. I wish that I created this question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say that I, this, oh, I don't want to sound, oh my God, all the limiting beliefs are coming up when I say this. (laughs) Um, Obviously this is a coaching session. So... (laughs) I would say I want to grow my Instagram following. And I know that that sounds really rubbish or trite to say, but I have had this sort of thing where I'm like, look at all the brands that I'm working with and I only have 3000 followers. Like I have this thing where it's like, oh, look at all my wins and now you have a small audience. 
And it's always been like a badge of honor to be able to do what I can do with my 3K audience. And now I'm actually wanting to just grow that. I want to connect with thousands of people across the globe. I want people to know that if you have a vision in your heart, that vision is for you and you can do it. I have a lot to offer all of the people who are open to hearing and listening to me. And now I feel it's kind of selfish to be like, oh, I have a small audience. Look at me. Like when there are so many people on this earth who potentially might benefit from working with me. Like I, I'm i under the impression that we don't have a lot of time left on earth. I'm very worried about climate change. So <laughs> I got to get to the people quickly. So that's something... <laughs> I'm thinking of. We'll be dropping your handle in a second and everybody listening, follow because the world is ending and Kyra needs your following before it does. I'm <laughs> but, like, please let me become a millionaire before global warming. Like you before have Before we to. sink. You have to. Before we're underwater, like just let me hit the milli. <laughs> okay. And the third question is, what's one book or piece of advice that's helped you be your most authentic self and that you say that you can share that with people listening? book or piece of advice that's helped you be you this is hard because I literally have like three books on the go right now I love 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 reading um I'm gonna go for something that I've recently read obviously I've spoken about the secret a lot I really like that book it's a great starting point um I obviously am going through like a mental health journey at the moment, which is separate to coaching. I'm in therapy. Shout out to the self space. I love you guys and what you do. I have been reading a lot of books about complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is something that I think I am experiencing. Um, And there's a writer called Pete Walker, I think is his name. Pete Walker, he's written two books, one that's called From Surviving to Thriving and another one that's called The Tale of Fully Feeling. His work about family systems and how family systems can be so toxic that they produce children who go out into the world and are traumatised by even the smallest human interactions understanding that that has been part of what I'm experiencing has made so many things that I have done that I felt shame about who I was it's made me look at myself with so much compassion to be like this is a trauma response hello like this is a trauma response this is your body's unique intelligence and all it's trying to do is keep you safe. Like you experienced adverse circumstances. You're not in those circumstances anymore. And fortunately, like you can pay for therapy and have all those resources and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you need the therapy. And mm. sometimes you need someone to say like, hey, you're not weird. Like this isn't strange. This is totally normal given the circumstance of you've, you've lived through. So Pete Walker shout out to you love you amazing thank you I'm sure that there will be people listening that will find that really helpful so thank you for sharing your truth and I'm sure yeah it will be so so valuable so it's been the best I knew it would be but it's been such a bloody joy to just have these chats with you 
before we leave, tell the people where they can find you. Is there anything that you're working on right now? How can people lap you up in the masses? So good. So obviously I'm really big on community and finding people that really care about finding people that really care about you that's not what I want to say but finding (laughs) people who really care about the things that you care about talking about big goals manifesting future self vibes so depending on when this comes out I'm launching some events my first one is called future self nights it's going to be a really fun party networking vibes the waitlist is in my instagram bio at kyrie the bold so if you want to come and party with us if you have big goals and maybe you're the only one in your friendship group with a big goal definitely come because you'll be in a room full of people who are also manifesting creating and out doing cool things in the world um also, follow me on Instagram at Kyrie the Bold. Listen to my podcast. It's called No Room for Doubt. No Room for Doubt. And you can find that everywhere you listen to podcasts. And also download Showstopper, which is um, a mini course all about confidence and your mindset. Like all the things. Just basically come and hang out with me. I love it. You want to <laughs> hang out with her. Trust me, I am living proof because my life's better since Kyra's been in it. Thank you so much for being here. Like I said, it's been a pleasure. I knew it would be. And I will chat to you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye.